Hi, this is The Freudcast. I'm Matt Barbet, and I am in the studio of artist and author Charlie Magassi. And I think it's fair to say, Charlie, a decades-long overnight success. Is that a fair description of you? When you say a decade, I mean a few, a few decades. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's a sort of a strange, I've sieved time. And the reason I put it like that is because of your first book that was released late last year, The Boy, The Mole, The Fox and the Horse. Book of the Year for Waterstones, Book of the Year in the US for Barnes & Noble. Hugely successful and has affected a lot of people's lives. Where did it all start? Because you've been drawing for how long? I have drawn my whole life. So um, it started when I was probably five. Um, but the journey to the, the book, I think, you know, like you go in phases. The book arrived sort of by accident. It was an accidental book. Um, it was never part of the plan? Not really. I never saw myself as an author. I mean, I've done a lot of illustration for other people. And I always slightly felt, you know, when I was doing them, I, I wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have written that. Why have you said that? You know, that's a bit wordy. Um, so I, I, yeah, so I, I think in the end... The, the, the boy, the boy, the boy, the mother fox and horse came sort of out of nowhere when I was thinking about if I got run over by a bus, what did, would I really like to say that mattered? And I think telling people what matters is really, can be quite patronising. Mm. If you just have a monologue saying, this is what you should think. I, I normally just go, if someone tells me to think a certain way, I usually just go in the other direction. Go in the other direction. I'm not interested. So, uh... I think but listening over here in conversations that are vulnerable and honest, where no one's trying to prosetize, but just say this, you know, or, you know, if you are asking that question, this is how I see it. So it, it came, and, and I trust animals more than people. So you had the boy who was essentially, you know, at the start of life. Um, so he would ask the question and then, you know, and then these animals would, and each animal is kind of really different from the other, so they'd have very different ideas on things. And that's how it began, and I just put them on Instagram, and I was quite shocked by, you know, the reaction. I think the first drawing that really got a reaction was the, the courage one, what, you know, what, what's the bravest thing you've ever said? And the boy says that, and the horse says, help. And I, I think that sort of went, when, when, when that went viral, I think publishers, you know, noticed, and then... You know, did a show of the drawings uh, about six and uh, a year uh, later after po posting that first drawing, and they said, "Would you want to do that?" And I said, "No, I can't see it. Like, there's no narrative. It's just a conversation." Um, so that was the difficult thing was working out. You know, because they were they were people were quite insistent that there was a narrative that I wrote more, but I didn't. I didn't want to contrive things just just to make a book. So I, I just said, look, either it works as they are, or it, it's the order that matters. The order of the, the order images of the, and the, the words. conversation. Yeah. And I realised actually there was a bit of a narrative, um, but not obvious. But we just work, we just slowly, you know, went through thousands of drawings. And, really? Yeah, got, yeah, the th twenty, thirty thousand drawings. Wow. At least. I mean, these box that that's you know in this box alone, there's. There's a good 2,000, that those drawers have got three or 4,000. This box has got another five or 6,000 drawings. Yeah, I mean, so we are surrounded as cardboard boxes. Yeah, so it's an, it was an obsession. And I think, I think that's why, you know, 
Like, I think when you make something, you know, that Blue Peter thing, when I was a kid, there was, here's one we made earlier. You know, it's nothing like the process. Yeah. And the process was a mess. And a lot of the drawings I even lost that should have been in the book, like, or stolen, or I, I, I rich in part, I dumped, I left some behind. And, you know, it's like- By that. mistake. Yeah. Ugh. And so it was a really messy journey. And, and when I got the scanner that I spent a fortune on, um, it didn't work. Um, then Epson replaced it. There's an extreme pressure. Barney, shut up. Barney's trying to get some attention here. You're, is Barney a Dachshund? Yeah, he's a Dachshund. Yeah. But what's interesting to me is that it's, all I'm trying to say in all of this is that, you know, when you say it's decades, it really is, it's decades of, of, of thinking and emotion and pain and loss. And so many friends that took their lives, you know, various things, tragedies and joys and hopes and fears, all kind of, Distill like if you get a sieve, you know, and sieve out the things that really matter. I I think that's what the book kind of is in a way for me at least is a sort of trying to say something as simply as possible. I think that's how it comes across, yeah. and I think that's what people have responded to in a huge way. And of course, it's it's not just about shifting numbers of books; it's about the hundreds of thousands of people who see it on Instagram. Yes, because to look at it through a communications lens, which is yeah. kind of what the reason for the Freudcast is. Yeah. It's the distilling of the story into the clearest possible sentence or sentences. Yeah. And I, I, what, what strikes me about it is that, you know, if someone said, make a book to say these things, I, I wouldn't have done that. Um, this is the odd thing is that it, it, it sort of came from a, a subconscious place. Um, and if I'd been given a brief, out of bottlenecks and being terrified and would not have done that. And the journey making it was even the actual, the last, you know, year of, before it was published was really tough. Like really, I had, had my favorite dying dog dying around my feet, slowly dying. And she died when I was writing the acknowledgements of the book. Um, all the electric sockets in the house went when I got the replacement scanner. <laughs> So I worked on one socket for six months so because they said, could go wrong they said the house out. needs rewiring and I said I can't, I haven't got time for that. So I had worked on one socket um, and my mum was really, there's just so many things going on that, that made it really stressful. Do you think it was important that the process of putting the book together was not necessarily about making a book or making a product to sell? Yeah, it was the fact that you had something to say that was the central part of your I purpose. think we, we ignored, we, we just wanted people to benefit from something. And I don't think we really cared too much about the product at all. Didn't think about it too strongly. What would you say here and how would that then, what, what would be the next page? How would that flow without complicating with more narrative? I bet there was a temptation to overthink it. Yeah, all. yeah. And people did say to me, you know, this isn't going to work because you haven't, there's no chapters, there's no page numbers, there's no you haven't written enough, there's no, there's no real story here. And so we were fighting and I was thinking, no, I don't, I don't, this, I just have to do what feels right, not what objectively seems right. So it was a sentient, it was a, 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 we felt our way in the dark really with it. Has that been in some ways, not the biggest surprise, but the fact that children yeah. relate to it very yeah, quickly? Yeah, because the Instagram stuff was adult, you know, yeah. the, the average, sort of um, follow on Instagram was like 36 or 37 uh, urban like London Melbourne New York and 
I, so when, and I was quite insistent when when we, you know, I wanted people to know that it was not a children's book. This is not a children's book. It, it could be, but it can't be seen as that. It looks childlike. But, and I was worried that it would get, you know, it would get put on the bottom shelf of the children's section. Um, and what amazed me was, and still does, it's like today's World Book Day, and on Twitter, like it's just endless schools. And kids um, dressing as the character. Yeah, dressing up as the mole or the horse. The What's that like to see? Mad, really lovely. And you know, kid, there's another one. I just saw one kid who's got um, quite severe autism and gets bullied. And uh, you know, he was clutching the book with a with the little mole's nose and stuff, and it just breaks my heart. You know that they found something in it that you know they can relate to that gives them some kind of something to to see the world through, perhaps, or see themselves through. I mean, that that's if it can help you see yourself in a better light, you know, that, so all that stuff is like a surprise to me and, and remain, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, the whole thing is a surprise, genuinely is a surprise. I still think I'm going to wake up and go, oh yeah, we sold 180 and your mum <laughs> bought 70 of them. Um, but it, but it exists regardless, I guess that's the point this of what is you that, Isn't that the main thing, it exists regardless of what you think, yeah. regardless, of, that's the thing, you make something and then your life continues separately to it and yeah, you're absolutely right. In doing it, did it still feel like a leap of faith? It really felt like a, a, a did the whole thing felt like a leap of faith. I mean, I would say that the, the, had we done it in isolation and there'd been no Instagram, it would have been a very different journey because actually what I've loved about Instagram is they influenced the, the journey of the, the characters because they, they, I read all their comments and always have and they would say, I don't think the boy, I remember saying the boy wouldn't ask that question. And I thought, yeah, she's, she's right. Or he, she would say he'd ask it in a different way. So it was trying to work out how the questions were posed. I wonder about that because like you say, with the process of putting the book together, yeah. I, 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 it's hard to imagine how much noise was coming at you. People with their opinions and saying, you must do it this way. <clears> There's a lot of that. I think, I think it was a lot of that before we really kicked in, just once we were in it, yeah. it we didn't listen so much. Um, but I felt their encouragement all the way along because they wanted to see it and it was really lovely I sort of post pictures of the studio covered in paper and you know you get people saying you know we're thinking of you and that was really lovely and um, so when you go back to the question was that leap of faith it was less of a leap of faith than it would have been had they not been involved or had there not been so I think the pre-sales was essentially generated by Instagram followers mm. but I actually thought that would be it I think there were 9,000 pre-sales something I thought then it'll, they'll buy their book, and that'll be that. And it's where, where is it at now? I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I, like half a million, something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think it's around that. I mean, I, 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 it, the weird thing for me is people, that's one thing they do ask, and they also say, you know, how much money have you made, and all that kind of stuff, and it's, it's, it, it couldn't be a more foreign, irrelevant question. Um, it, had they asked how are people responding, or have you heard any good things from people? Has it helped anyone? That, that would light me up. My question is, how have you found the whole experience oh, of, of the success? That's interesting. I mean, it, it, success is, a, is an imposter, they always say, isn't it? That's <laughs> yeah. a failure. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, the success to me is measured in the response, not just sales but as in verbal as in 
this, you know, when I hear something that, you know, someone has chosen not to take their life. And I mean, a boy, came, an 18-year-old came up to me at a signing and just very quiet. And he was looking at me and I said, can I sign this? You know, can I put a name on this? And he said his name. And he just said, I just want you to know that I decided to stay. And, uh, and I looked at him and he had tears in his eyes. And I said, oh, you know, well done. Um, I'm glad you stayed. I'm glad you're here. And... Um, like time froze when he said that, and he was ha clutched the but his thumb was sort of, you could see it moving firmly over the cover of the book. And, and then I'll say, I'll see you around, you know, I'll see you, thanks for coming. And, and then the next person was saying something completely other, and, but, which is fine, but, you know, to me, I, if, if someone had said in eight months' time, there'll be a, an 18 year old lad who chooses not to hang himself, or whatever he chooses, or overdose, whatever whatever, because of this book. That's, if, if that's the only reason you do it, will you do it? I'd say, well, of course we'll do it. You know, that's the reason. So to me, the success is that boy. Has it been emotionally draining? Um, because you could just be an author, an artist, but it ends up, you end up being like a counsellor. Yeah, you end up like really... And... I, I mean, I'm always trying to be the, the anti-hero. I'm always trying to say, look, I'm not the answer to anything, and I struggle like you. I'm just... Um, I'm just like everybody else. Um, um, I, I definitely have, uh, it, like, it definitely affected me in the end. It made me more reclusive and a bit, I, I feel like I'm still in a bit of shock. So I'm sort of deeply grateful on one level, moved by it, but also personally, emotionally a bit, like a rabbit in the headlights, I think. The celebrity element of it. I've tried not to indulge in that. Um, so I, I try. I think I say no to. But it almost comes whether you want it or not, doesn't a it? Little people bit. start to recognise you. A little bit they do, but yeah. not too much because I'm not the book. I mean, if you're an actor, you recognise that you are the craft, whereas True. a book is you're not. You're something else. Um, so I think I can still walk down the street and get away with it, which is a relief. But you know, the thing is, if it if it genuinely, if if the book carries on doing its thing and everyone has different responses to it and I would hate to assume I knew any of the responses but if it if it makes someone feel better then I'm really glad we did it um, I'm, I, even today I thought oh yeah Matt's coming to do an interview in the podcast why is he coming <laughs> um, you know oh god he'll be he'll be shocked by the house it's so ridiculous and it's, then, it's a Okay, let me just describe it for people listening. The house, the studio is exactly like you would want it to be. No, it's not. So you, you stand here drawing, I'm guessing. So we've got a, like a raised up. Yeah, it's an what old it? desk. Standing it's an old desk. standing desk. You've got pictures on the walls, I'm assuming, are pretty much all yours. Yeah. But they don't look like the ones in the book. put them somewhere. What's that? Is that, is that chalk? The, That's the charcoal drawing, yeah. Charcoal drawings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, this Charlie. This is how an artist's studio should look. Well, the, the, so they're not disappointed in any way. Okay. On the on the contrary. But I think what what I'm saying by by thinking of you coming, which is great. I, I did wonder. I said, what what are we going to talk about? Oh yeah, the book. What the book? But I mean, so that's how my brain still is. Yeah. Is and then someone re writes to me and says, "You're an author." I think, no, what? You kind of are now. Yeah, but these <laughs> words, you know, they don't. Like, they still don't quite. Fit. What about the comparisons people make? The, one of the obvious ones that people make seem to make a lot is with Winnie the Pooh, mm -hmm. because there's the pen and ink yeah. element to the drawings. Yeah. There's, and then it's to some of the great authors who've affected people's lives 
when the arcades roll dull mm -hmm. and those kind of things. How, how does it feel when you, you're compared to those people? Uh, yeah, that does. Is there an imposter syndrome yeah, to it? That yeah, imposter button is, is on steroids for that kind of thinking. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's different to all of them, but there are similarities, you know, definitely with the illustrations. I mean, I've always been influenced by uh, Shepard and also Edward Ardazzoni, who was my favourite writer and illustrator when I was a kid. Um, who did, used ink and watercolour, told stories about a boy called Tim. And I think they sit in your being. And I think, I think that's the great thing about a book, is if, if it can stay with you, it, it helps you live. Can I ask about the process of then the book being out? And you've talked a little bit about it in terms of meeting the people who, who've bought it and loved it and loved yeah. you on Instagram. How have you found the whole process of signing thousands of books and going to shops and talking about it and basically promoting it. How's that been to deal with? Uh, well, the signings were, were amazing because you, you get to meet, or I got to meet people who are emotionally very connected with the journey of it. And some, one guy came from Australia just to, for a signed book. To London? Yeah. Wow. Some people flew from America. I mean, it was really like, and because they'd already journeyed with me, on you know they knew they'd been Instagram so that really moved me um, obviously when people accuse of you and every third person is telling you something pretty difficult really that many yeah I would say I had yeah I had had a couple of people sit next to me and and sort of help me with the gym signings and one of them was like wow I wasn't expecting it to be like this um, why do you think it is like that? Why, really do, why good... do people want to share so much? Do you think it's because we are, in our day-to-day -day lives, we're just more separate from each other? Or, Maybe. Or is it because we're experiencing life through the lens of social media so much? Maybe. I don't have an I mean, I know that the drawings address a lot of things to do with existence and how difficult it is. And encouraging people slightly to, you know, there's empathy there, probably. I don't... I. I Whatever it is, I wasn't expecting it. Um, so in a way, the kind of, the marketing didn't feel like marketing. The marketing felt like it was... Catharsis. It, it was, yeah, some kind of catharsis. Yeah. Um, which is in a way, in retro, a real privilege. And I know that I'll look back and go, I'll remember that some of those conversations like that boy, like, you know, quite a few of them with, <clears throat> with real emotion. But I think, I think, uh, I'm, I'm quite a private person, oddly. I'm definitely an introvert, so I'm, I can work alone for days on end and, um, with my dog. And so, so being thrust into some sort of limelight has been difficult. Mm. Um, has it changed you? It changed me physically. Like I have, I got this, I've got this, um, suddenly during a signing, my, my a muscle that goes over, the performance muscle over the hip suddenly spasmed and it hasn't stopped spasming. Um, so physically, I, I think it was, I think the stress of it has caused pain. Um, but I'm, I, you know, that, I think that's just part of doing something vulnerable. And I think vulnerability will always cost you. Daring to say things will always, there's always risk. And when risk goes into the limelight, you, you're, you know, you can get, you know, it hasn't all been positive stuff coming back. So, you know, there's always going to be the negatives. Um, but, it, you know, yeah. But I think that people recognise the authenticity of it. They, they will read the book. They can see the genuine 
motivation. They can, I hope if, so. if there was any bullshit there, they'd recognise it straight away and it wouldn't be successful. I hope so. I mean, interestingly, with the, with the first, the drawings on Instagram, I refused to make a print or sell, sell anything for a long time because I just felt that's not why I'm doing it. And actually, I've been fortunate in my life up till then where I made a decent living as an artist doing other stuff. And I'm not married, I don't have a mortgage, I'm so I, did, I wasn't like, I need to make money. This is something other. And, and so, um, if, if it, I hope it is authentic, because the, the, the reason why we made it was not financial. Mm-hmm. Uh, On the other hand, no one begrudges you making a living. I mean, you, I'm you not can't, denying, no, I'm not to, denying, no, but I think, food. I, I, I'm not for a second saying that's a bad thing. I mean, I've made a living all my life selling drawings, but um, I think when you're talking about things like this, mm-hmm. you can't think, how can I make money by exploiting someone's vulnerability? You can't do that. Um, or you can, but it's not... I don't know what I'm saying, really, but I, I, I think what I, maybe I'm saying if people sense authenticity, I, I hope they do. Um, I hope they do. Is the boy you? Good question. Um... The boy is me as much as the other three are. So they're all you? In yeah, some way. I think well, they're all part of being a human being. Um, I don't think it's any more me than any. I think we all have the questions, maybe posed in different ways. I think the mole, we've, we're all a bit greedy. We all have things we cling to. Someone else was, we, we in conversation, we were talking about how the book for children could inoc- be an inoculation against shame. So as we grow older, Shame comes and then we have to deal with it. Whereas if, if you, at an early age, learn to accept yourself, learn that vulnerability and honesty, learn to actually be totally happy with saying the truth of yourself, having the courage to do it. You know, I mean, the real meaning of courage is to tell the truth of who, who, you, who you are. That's the, the original root meaning of courage. It's a daring to tell the truth of who you really are. And as an adult, listening to you say that, I'm sort of self-analyzing yeah. as you say it. Yeah, well, it, it means vulnerability. Yeah. So courage is vulnerability. Yeah. But if a child can learn to, because I remember when I was a kid, like you, you entered into the arena of competition and you had to win and you had to be liked and you had to do well. And if you came first in exams or you were in the top team, or, it's all very competitive. And I know we've addressed these things for the last 20, 25 years, but something in us, you know, measures ourselves against others. And to achieve that, to, to, be, to, to belong to the tribe, because we want to belong, we have to somehow work out how we're going to survive in it or remain belong as it, you know, keep, be held in that mm. context. And one of the things we do is do a good show. Do a good show. And if you do a good show, you'll be liked, you'll be, you know. But, but ironically, the show is far less impressive than our vulnerability. But, and if you get a kid to learn that, then they've got a whole lifetime of saying, oh, this is, the, my, this is my truth. Mm. And that's a beautiful thing. Whereas I didn't learn that until like 10 years ago. <laughs> I was just saying, I'm not sure I have Well, yet. I don't that's think the... any of us really do. I mean, the fear of, of being judged and being rejected and the fear of, you know, all this stuff haunts us. And I, I, I'm still haunted by it. And, but I think, you know, as Matthew said, the, the inoculation, if a child can read that and, and learn that a real courage is to tell your truth and that strength is, can be in saying this is where this is where my weakness lies that daring to ask for help is a brave thing to do all that stuff is 
if if we can leave, I don't know why I'm saying all this. I had two coffees, but if we can, <laughs> if we can leave that, plant those seeds in, in a human being. And to really value themselves, and to not, you know, measure the value on how you're treated. That's another big one for me, because like, we all do. When you're putting pen to paper, yeah. What comes first? Is it the thought of what's going to be said between the characters, or is it drawing the characters, or is it, or is it different every time? It's a, it's a hard question, a good and hard question. I, I'm not, I think it can happen. Sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll, have, I'll hear a conversation between them, and it could be, you know, to do with uh, you know, the storm on the, I got a big tree outside the window, I could hear it. And I was thinking, God, that's going to come down, and is it going to crash into the neighbor's fence? Is it going to. You know, is it going to be a nightmare? Is it, whose car is going to get crushed and is it going to hurt someone? You know, all that stuff. And, it's, and then Brexit was going on. And I remember that all this storm was going outside. Like, it was havoc. And still seems, it is really. But, but I, Barney, my dog, was asleep next to me. And I just looked at him and he was snoring. I, I just look at Barney. And I put my arms around and pull, pull him against me. And thought, I'll just focus on him. Because I, I can't control any of the rest of the stuff. I can't stop the tree from falling. I can't stop Brexit or whatever it is I want to stop. Um, so, or even, you know, stop Remainers, whatever it is that you're, you want to stop, there's nothing you can do. Um, and I think I then went downstairs and just drew the storm and then, and then had the word sort of came out. So I think it can come from an experience I feel I then want to illustrate. Um, but then again, you know, what I, I, I have done is done the drawings and, and, and raised the issue. And then I got mates on WhatsApp and I say, what do you think of this? Really good friends. And, and the ones I listed in the back of the book, actually. Um, and do you think this is right? And often they go, eh, kind of. I, I, you know, and so we, they then, so I then wrestle again and send it through. What do you think of this? And so the process has been me drawing, me thinking of the words, me then sending the words out. And sometimes I don't even do that. Sometimes when I know it's right, I've gone bang and I put on Instagram. Um, like, what do you want to be when you grow up kind? And the courage one, help. Those are the early ones I didn't really discuss. Um, but as the, as the journey progressed, the, some of the issues became a bit more complex. And so I, I, I needed, you know, opinions and friends. And but it sounds like it could cloud your judgment slightly. If, 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 the, yeah. if the thinking was so on it. Clear, I know. That's at the start. Very true. How do you maintain that? Yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that's exactly right. And I do think about that. Because um, actually, going back to the original statement, what we said earlier about courage being, having the, the real meaning of courage being telling the truth of who you really are, with your whole heart, that's it. So heart and courage were very closely aligned in the original meaning, your whole heart. Um, sometimes, if, if you, you then send that heart bit off, it, they, it's not your heart not that's yours. coming back. Mm. Um, so yeah, you're right, Matt. I mean, I, I think... But in the same breath, their view is as important. Mm. So I don't see my take on things any better or more than anyone else's. So I, ba I value how they think and see the world. Particularly, you know, I've got one friend who's been very, very struggled, really, with dark stuff all her life. So her take on... She refuses. She's ruthless. The moment you say something glib, she'll savage it. She'll, How can you say that? That's just rubbish. Mm. Um, so having those, th those filters has really helped. Trusted advisors. Trusted who are friends, you know, mm. who go, you know. And, and of course, you know, like, uh, they're, they're also, I mean, 
when the book came out and there was this clamour around it, I, I didn't sleep and I did go through, you know, terrible fear and worry and, um, you know, just sort of exposure and wondering why I'd done it. And, uh, and to have the same friends who you journeyed with. Because they definitely would be an artist. When, when I was an artist, just painting pictures, as you'd work alone for a year and do a show, and then you'd be at this exhibition and people would go wah, 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 and then you'd go home and there'd be no one to look at saying, we did that. Mm. You're just on your own. So the great thing for me is, particularly coming, you know, with Ebre doing the book, with Colm, and then with, with Matthew and Freud's, is this suddenly, like, this is a, and then schools getting involved and, you know, we want to work with schools and do plays and, you know, and, and do an online portal to help them, da da da. You're suddenly being brought in from the cold. So even when I have these deep rooted fears, I can just go, I'm scared. And there's someone who isn't going, why? There's someone going, yeah, I can get that because I can see where you are. Do you see what I'm saying? I do, I do. It, it sort of provided a new outlet for you in some way. Yeah, I mean, in a way, it's like purpose. a whole other life. Yeah. You know, I could easily have just ended up in Suffolk, just drawing landscapes and disappearing up into my own little echo chamber. Have you got a place there? Um, my mum lives there and my right. family lives there. Yeah. yeah, I've got friends there. Um, and it's a place I go to. I did half the book there because um, it's silent and the air's fresh. And, but I think all I'm saying is that, you know, it's like, I, I, it's the last thing I expected. If someone two years ago had said, what would be going on? I just said, that's, no, that's not going to happen. Um, you know, you're, you know you, you've worked hard. You can just carry on, but don't bust yourself. Here we are. And it happens. And here you are, you're talking to me, and, and yeah, it's really, it's, it's a strange thing. And I do, again, say I, I still can't quite work out why. Um, and, and also, if I'm honest, like, I feel a bit bad because I, I know writers. You know, and like my cousin's a great writer. I have a lot of friends who are writers, and you know they have, they they write thousands of words and have chapters and make these books, and and mine's got like three words in it. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, it takes all sorts. But, you know, yeah. but the, but but then I see it's it's then I see that in the Times it's number one. You know, you know, like how did that happen? Um, Question is, are you going to do it again? Well, are you going to do that difficult uh, second album? I don't think it would be a second album. I don't think... Weirdly you say that because Laura Higginson, who's my editor, just called me earlier before you came. So I was late for the cafe actually, and she was talking about... She just said, I just, I just don't think there needs to be a second album. I think if we, if you, if we all think that you, you continue to do what you're doing, make drawings and talk about issues like loss and death, and I think we'll do other stuff. And if there seems to be a semblance of some kind of body where there could be a book around those things with the same characters. Or maybe we'll do, you know, they'll meet, I have a feeling they should meet, um, uh, a, you know, a koala and a polar bear and a penguin. Like, so global. Yeah, but mm. also um, sort of see extinction or, or, or kind of in, in, impending extinction from a sort of an emotional perspective from the animal side of things rather than 
telling people they're going to sing, you would say, you know, so from a cute, how would you, I mean, I remember a lady saying to me once when she was in her 60s that she remembered the day she became invisible, down walking down the street. And, you know, I thought that was a really extraordinary thing to say, like, you know, all her life she'd been noticed and she wasn't being noticed anymore. And, and, I, and then I started thinking, well, that's sort of like, you, you, that same issue is going on with, you know, polar bear, polar bears, maybe not polar because they are in the media, but, you know, creatures who are just slowly fading away, but raise the issue from a human perspective about what's happening to creatures and have that in conversation. Maybe. It's exciting. Maybe. I mean, I, you know, that's an, it's an idea that was definitely possible. Um, but I don't, again, want to be on the kind of um, soapbox too much. I'm not really a soapbox person. Um, so it's, you know, the last thing I want to do is make this, these books the sort of vehicle for, for, you know, do you know what I mean? Your views. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And it, 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 you have to sort of fight that one off and say, no, we're, we're all human and this is how we've, we all feel these things. That's just, that's just, I, 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 someone said, and I can't remember who it was, that we, if you're human, everything you felt someone else has felt, you, we're all capable of doing anything as dark or as light as it comes. And so if that's true, that human beings are, we're all like, our condition is, what a wonderful thing to sort of journey into. If you feel this, I feel this. And I think probably I felt for a long time that I was just too weird or that I didn't, what I was feeling, no one else did. And then it's that incredible feeling when you realize actually, no, 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 this is, this is endemic. This is, and that's the thing I like to explore is. It definitely feels like that's a theme at the moment actually realising that we all do feel things in the same way. The discussions around mental health, and it's nowhere near as unusual as people used to think it was, or it's not as hidden as it used to be. Right. Uh, and it's no longer the stigma that it was. Yeah. And a lot of things like sexuality, the same thing. You know, those stigmas that have existed in the past are not stigmatised exactly. in the same way anyway. Or uh, And all of that is slowly, you know, being allowed to, to, come, to, the to come to the surface and be mm. spoken of without shame. Mm. And shame's the killer. Shame makes you hide. And um, so, yeah. I mean, I mean, if if I could, if I could just carry on thinking on those lines, um, maybe, hopefully. But the, the weird thing for me is, every day I wake up and think, it, it, I may not have anything to say today. <laughs> they just come grinding to a grinding halt, you know. Like, I'm glad today. That's not been the case. Yeah, well. And brilliant to do it on World Book Day of all days, of course. Oh, gosh. Charlie, thanks so much. No, pleasure. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for coming and enduring this.